0: Welcome to another episode of The Adventure Begins. I just want to start off with my apologies because uh, right now my spirit is just really grieved. Today's day five since George Floyd lost his life
1: to police brutality.
0: That's what it boils down to. Um, Before we even get started, my name is Marie. I am your host. I've got Ruthie, my co-host, with me. Hey. This is a really heavy subject. Um, Today we're going to be talking about the struggle is real. This morning I woke up just really grieved in my spirit. I watched the video of George Floyd lose his life. Literally seeing his spirit leave his body, like many of you have. Um, perfect timing. I live in Brooklyn, New York, and periodically you're definitely going to be hearing the sirens of police cars out of my window because there has been rioting and looting in downtown uh, Brooklyn by the Barclays Center and literally out of my window, I can hear the helicopter that is hovering. So um, it just speaks volumes to the fact that this is not just happening in Minneapolis, but it is happening across the United States where people are fed up. People are tired of having to deal with the injustices, the police and them overreaching their power and abusing the power that they have. But before we get in a little deeper, Ruthie has this letter that she'd like to share with you guys.
1: Dear Mr. King, 50 years ago, you stood bravely on a podium, lacking no faith and strong with fervor to speak out about what society was doing to the black man. With boldness, you stepped into the light to voice your concerns, your opinions, and your ambitions to a mass that was eager for change and tired of the same things. Fifty years ago, you spoke proudly of a dream that the white man could not comprehend and the black man could not imagine. Freedom. Mr. King, you spoke about the kind of freedom that only heroes died to protect The freedom that called for sacrifice of innocent lives but worth every soul. This would be the freedom that would bring mankind side by side, working together, integrated, and becoming a team of one. You enlightened us on how slavery would be no more and freedom would ring from city to city and state to state. The thrill and excitement of that day brings chills down my back because of the fact that you were right all Along, How did you know, Dr. King? How did you know that the Black man still wouldn't be free no matter how many battles were fought and how many were won? If you were still alive today after 50 years, would you be proud of the way things turned out or would you be just as disappointed? Would you get back on that podium and congratulate the steps we have taken to move forward from the past or would you scold us on the steps that weren't taken at all? You were right, Dr. King. In this corrupt world that we live in, justice is a matter of comical laughter, a mockery of our intelligence, an utter of disbelief. It seems to me that the bank of justice and freedom for all has indeed gone bankrupt and the check we have received has been returned to us as insufficient funds. It's no surprise. While a majority of us is working hard to abolish slavery and promote equality, there's an even larger majority that takes pleasure in bringing down mankind with its hatred, its discriminations, its insults, its conniving ways. However, Dr. King, if I have learned anything at all in this world, it's that good always conquers evil. And there's no amount of pain suffered, no amount of hard work or sacrifice that is wasted, but it's taken in, recycled to be reused where it's due. Perhaps here and this world, we may not be free, but we've been given a promise that one day we will be in a place where there will be no tears, no pain, no suffering, no hatred, no discrimination, and no evil. And truly, I believe that we will be free at last. Free at last. Thank God Almighty, we will be free at last. That's really powerful. That's
0: just really powerful. And what Ruthie was sharing with me behind the scenes is, she wrote that in 2013. We are now in 2020. 2020. And still having to deal with the nonsense of racism and abuse of power and this whole blue wall of silence. One thing I can say is that I'm grateful that now there are cops <laughs> all throughout the United States that's coming out and condemning this heinous act. Yes, And Not not just that, too. They're also saying that we are not trained to put our knees on the neck of a suspect, especially when they were already subdued. Yes. And probably like a lot of you, you guys have questions. You know, I've come across a couple of people who are definitely right now just wondering, God, where are you in all of this? believers just really questioning it's one thing you know if you're you're not a believer it's another thing when you are a believer and you are just like god you were supposed to be good you're supposed to be just you're supposed to be this great god and yet we are watching how people are losing their lives to these injustices where is the church where is the church? Where's the church to stand up to 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 be the standard when the enemy comes in like a flood? Where is the church right now? right now we have no excuse. We can't use Covid as an excuse because the prote- the protesters are not using Covid as an excuse to stay home.
1: That's so true.
0: Where's the church? I know um scrolling through social media, there definitely has been some prominent leaders well let me not say prominent they're prominent to me because i am aware of their existence uh we have the michael todd's uh priscilla shire jerry flowers franklin graham who are all condemning this but where are the td jakes
1: Hmm.
0: where are uh what's his name the happy-go-lucky pastor y'all know who i'm talking about (laughs) where is he where is he where are all these televangelists, Creflo Dollar, where are they?
1: Mm.
0: Why are they not condemning this? Where are they? Like at this point, you can't use your platform to just talk about prosperity ga- gospel. You can't just use your platform to talk about how, you know, God is a God who blesses. Yes, he does. However, where's the God that sees these injustices where is he what is he doing why aren't these preachers out there speaking on this and this is not you know me bashing them or anything like that but these are just really emotions that have been expressed where are they and i know there are people out there who's really struggling right now who's like okay i read of this god in the bible but yet in my eyes This is not making any sense. And here's the thing. God does not get angry when you question what's happening, what's going on. Because at the end of the day, he knows we're human. He knows that we're going to have questions. He knows that there are things that we're not going to understand. Especially when we're dealing with a situation like this. Which within the span of a few months. Oh, yeah. He is probably maybe the fifth nationally televised because there are others that's happening that we're not aware of. They haven't come to the light of day, but this is something that happens more often than not. I'm just at a loss for words right now because I am just so grieved. I have family members who are first responders, I have family members uh, who are correction officers. I have uh, family members who are in EMS. I am a former um, MOS. I have family members who are in the fire department. I have family members who are police officers. I befriended a police officer. I know of people who are police officers, and my heart grieves for them. Because of that one bad apple, at this point, people are so blinded with rage. That they don't differentiate whether you are EMS, whether you are fire department, they don't differentiate. A blue uniform is a blue uniform, depending on where you are within the United States. A uniform is a uniform to them. And so I have family members who are being attacked because of the uniform that they wear. And that is something that is so scary to me. Yeah. You know, I have my cousin last night posted on our group chat that one of her units got shot at. Wow. If you're sitting in the ambulance, there is no reason (laughs) for you to be in the crossfires. There is no reason why innocent police officers who really do uphold the law, who really care to protect and serve citizens. It's not fair that they're getting caught up in, in this. And granted, I get it. They are the face. So because they are the face of the police department and you can't get to the culprit. So you take out your anger on police officers. And yes, there have been a lot of bad apples who have messed it up. But not all police officers are out there, you know, flexing their muscles unnecessarily. What are your thoughts, Ruby?
1: Yes, I'd like to go back to when you said, where is God in all of this? And if you're listening to our podcast and you are not a believer, the answer is God created us. And those who have pledged their lives in loyalty to our King, he has made us ambassadors. He has set up his kingdom in a way that we are his hands and his feet, that we are the church outside of the brick and mortar. So when we see things like that, it is the church who should take a stand and say something or who should be looking to their neighbor about how can we help the Bible talks about. It's one thing for you to pray for somebody, but it's another when you don't help them with their need. If somebody has a need, you can't just say, I'll pray for you when you can meet that need. You pray for that person when you cannot meet the need so that God can meet that need. We hear it all the time when somebody close dies when we see children being abused or killed when we see babies aborted we hear it where are you god if god is so good why does he allow this god does not answer to anybody but himself and i know that's not going to make you feel any better but the truth is god is there And no, he is not sitting back and just watching. When we were made in God's image, we were made with practically almost the same thing, except lacking a greater power like God. Our greatest power that we have as God's children is prayer, but we are not demigods. So when I say this and you're feeling grieved, and you're feeling anger, you're feeling hurt, God is feeling the same thing. If he didn't make you in his image, you probably would not be feeling that. But he's feeling that. You're grieving because God is grieving. This world is broken. It's fallen. And it became that way when sin entered into the picture. So that is why there is evil people who do evil things but the Bible also talks about we don't wrestle with people we are coming against principalities we are coming against the evil that is within the world it is not people but evil that enters into human beings and causes them to do that I know that's hard for non-believers to understand You have to think about this. When a child is born, they are not born to hate. They are raised to hate. When I was growing up, I wasn't taught racism. So if racism was happening to me, I would have no clue. I didn't see skin color. I saw a soul. I saw a human being. So in the same way, while there's people out there who's saying I'm pro-black, I am not pro-black and I'm not pro-white, I am pro-life. I wanna see the way God sees. God sees a life, I see a life. God sees a life taken, I see a life taken. Yes, I struggle because the lives that are being taken and that it looks to me that is being targeted is brown skin, black skin, dark skin, colored people, and I am color. So yes, I can understand. And yes, I am angry. I would be just as angry if the person under that officer's knee was a white man because nobody deserves to have their lives taken from them. This is very difficult. And like Marie said, it's good to ask questions. It's okay to question God. It's okay to be angry. It's okay to be frustrated, but it is not okay to be destructive. It's not okay to start hating every white man that you see. It's not okay to start things that is only going to make situations worse. But we do need to talk about this. And I honestly, I am happy to see that there is more of a stance that's being taken on this. I think because of the generation that's coming behind us, they're more integrated with black culture. So we have white people marrying black people and grandparents who have mixed babies. So they are no longer sitting back and saying, I'm going to take this. No, they're standing up and saying, this isn't right. This needs to end. When is this going to stop? Enough is enough. And we have police officers all over the country saying, this is ridiculous. This should not have happened. Why is this still happening? Yes, it is so hard. And we cry because we don't understand and I don't know how to explain it to my children. I have not seen this video. I have chosen not to see the video because I have such a sensitive spirit. I'm afraid I would have nightmares, but that did not mean that I was not moved by the evil that happened. I woke up just crying as I looked next to me and saw my son. This could be my son somewhere in the future. Because, my God, if I wrote that letter to Dr. King in 2013 and seven years later, oh, my God, this is still repeating itself. What the flipper? It pisses me off. Why is racism still well and alive and proud? Why? How? It makes no sense to me. But... Again, I know that God is sovereign. I know that God is good. And right now it's okay to say, I know this God, but you don't look good right now. This is hard right now. This is frustrating right now. But at the same time, you have to ask God too, what can I do right now? How can I help right now? You don't want to just be the bystander. You want to be the good Samaritan.
0: And we're, we're asked to do that. We are asked to be Jesus's hands and feet. What some people may not be aware of is Jesus got into the thick of things. When there was an injustice, he stood up and spoke out against it because we're living in such a politically correct culture that we don't, we, we don't want to step on anybody's toes and we don't want to say anything that's going to ruffle any feathers. But where has that gotten us? Especially in the church. It's like, Oh, we, yeah. we, we, we shouldn't talk about that because you know, that's dumb in the world. Uh-uh. The Bible says we are in this world, but we are not of this world. That does not mean that you do not participate in what's happening that does not mean you don't go out and vote that does not mean you don't go out and protest and stand up against injustices it does not mean that because you know uh you you're you're afraid that you cannot do something because there is something that can be done you can write to your legislators they believe it or not the power of the pen is very mighty You can write to your legislators. You can call your legislators. You can bombard them. I know this is an election year and everybody's so focused on Trump and Biden. But guess what? You've got senators who are out there. You've got representatives, state representatives. You've got local officials that really and truly, they're the ones who's making these laws. We can effect change. When we stand up and we, when we open our mouths and we say something, believe it or not, they are listening because they want to keep the comforts of what it is to be a public servant. Yes. And for those of you who sick and tired of it, you know, who have your law degrees, you know, who knows how the politics works, run for an office. I challenge you to run for an office. Amen. It can be done. There are things you can do. And guess what if you want to see change you be the change. Absolutely. You you want to see a change in the police department? Join the police force. If this is where the Lord is leading you, join the police force. You can start off as an auxiliary. You want to see a change? Go and volunteer in one of the um uh, the law offices that does pro bono work. Join Do that. It's just not enough to just sit there and say, okay, I'm sick and tired of this. Yes, I'm sick and tired of this too. I have a son who's coming up and my son is not going to be a small little man. He is seven years old, wearing size 12. And I pray for him. I remember having anxiety when he was a baby, when I was watching the news in Atlanta and seeing, you know, black men being shot up by cops and we're living in the South. Yeah. Yeah. I was starting to get anxiety because I'm like, what's going to happen to my Black son? What's going to happen when we've bought him a nice car and he's driving his car and he's presumed he doesn't belong in a certain neighborhood? What's going to happen to him? Those are things that were racing across my mind and I had to tell myself, snap out of it. God does not give us a spirit of fear, but of love, power and sound mind. And I cover him under the blood and the purpose that he has on his life. He will fulfill it in Jesus name. And I get that a lot of you have questions. And again, it's okay. And this is where I challenge you to go sit down at the feet of your heavenly father. Mm -hmm. Be raw. Tell him you're angry. Tell him you're mad. Tell him you're pissed off. Tell him you're tired of this and he will meet you where you're at.
1: Absolutely.
0: He will definitely meet you where you're at. And I know it's not, you know, something that the church talks about, but it's okay to go and say, daddy, I'm pissed off. I hate what's happening right now. I hate that. I feel helpless. I hate that. I feel powerless. I hate that. Even when I walk outside of my doors, that I could be potentially shot or forget about that. I could be sitting in my house yeah, and busting through my door and shoot me because they've got a no knock warrant and they don't ask any questions and they've got the wrong address. Right. We are living in the last days and I get it. Yeah. So there are things that are going to happen that's supposed to happen, but we do have a hope. This is all temporary. And I know it sounds cliche, but this really is all temporary. And we got to look at it from a different perspective and know that at the end of the day, there's a bigger goal. Heaven is our destination. Yeah. But that still doesn't mean that while you're here on Earth, you don't do your part. Those of you who have been lazy and haven't been into ministry or just thought that, oh, I'm saved. I don't have to do anything. No, 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 no. You have a responsibility to join in the fight. You have a responsibility to be that light, that city on the hill. You have a responsibility to operate in excellency. So I challenge you with the hurt, the pain, the anger that you're feeling. What are you going to do with it? Or are you just going to sit down and complain and ask, where's where's God in all of this and do nothing until the next person gets shot up? And this is when you're riled up again. Oh, I'm mad. But what did you do? Did you go out there and vote? Did you go out there and speak to your legislators? Have you been keeping up with the with the elections? Because this is what happens, too. We're so caught up in the, quote unquote, major elections, the presidential elections every four years. But every two years, there's elections happening, too. Are you keeping up with that? Are you keeping up with the judges? Because that makes a huge difference, too. When people are complaining, oh, this judge is not fair. But guess what? They were elected. Did you know about that? The public defenders that's out there. Yeah, they get they go up for election, too. Are you keeping up with that? So I just um want to end with this. Psalm 37. Do not fret because of evildoers, nor be envious of the workers of iniquity. For they shall soon be cut down like the grass and wither as the green herb. Trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and feed on his faithfulness. Delight yourself also in the Lord, and he shall give you the desires of your heart. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust also in him, and he shall bring it to pass. He shall bring forth your righteousness as the light and your justice as the new day. Rest in the Lord. And wait patiently for him. Do not fret because of him. Who prospers in his way. Because of the man who brings wicked schemes to pass. Cease from anger. And forsake wrath. Do not fret. It only causes harm. For evildoers shall be cut off. But those who wait on the Lord. They shall inherit the earth. For yet a little while. And the wicked shall be no more. Indeed you will look carefully for his place but it shall be no more but the meek shall inherit the earth and shall delight themselves in the abundance of peace the wicked plots against the just and gnashes at him with his teeth the lord laughs at him for he sees his day is coming the wicked have drawn the sword and have bent their arrow to cast down the poor and needy to slay those who are of upright conduct Their sword shall enter their own heart, and their bows shall be broken. A little that a righteous man has is better than the riches of many wicked. For the arms of the wicked shall be broken, but the Lord upholds the righteous. The Lord knows the days of the upright, and their inheritance shall be forever. They shall not be ashamed in the evil time, and in the days of famine they shall be satisfied. But the wicked shall perish, and the enemies of the Lord, like the splendor of the meadows, shall vanish. Into smoke they shall vanish away. The wicked borrows and does not repay, but the righteous shows mercy and gives. For those blessed by him shall inherit the earth. The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, and he delights in his way. Though he fall, he shall not be utterly cast down. For the Lord upholds him with his hand. I have been young and now am old, yet I have not seen the righteous forsaken nor his descendants begging bread. He is ever merciful and lends and his descendants are blessed. Depart from evil and do good and dwell forevermore. For the Lord loves justice and does not forsake his saints. They are preserved forever. But the descendants of the wicked shall be cut off. The righteous shall inherit the land and dwell in it forever. The mouth of the righteous speaks wisdom and his tongue talks of justice. The law of his God is in his heart. None of his steps shall slide. The wicked watches the righteous and seeks to slay him. The Lord will not leave him in his hand nor condemn him when he is judged. Wait on the Lord and keep his way, and he shall exalt you to inherit the land. When the wicked are cut off, you shall see it. I have seen the wicked in great power and spreading himself like a native green tree. Yet he passed away, and behold, he was no more. Indeed, I sought him, but he could not be found. Mark the blameless man and and observe the upright. For the future of that man is peace. But the transgressors shall be destroyed together. The future of the wicked shall be cut off. But the salvation of the righteous is from the Lord. He is their strength on the time in the time of trouble. And the Lord shall help them and deliver them. He shall deliver them from the wicked and save them because they trust in him. I want to also leave you with some encouragement. In Revelations, chapter 21, verse 4, And God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. There shall be no more death, nor sorrow, nor crying. There shall be no more pain, for the former things have passed away. So, I just want to go ahead and end this with a moment of silence for all of the victims of police brutality For all of the victims of racism, past and present. Until the next episode, the next adventure... God bless you guys.